Kumite Radio is brought to you by Supplement Warfare. Visit their website, supplementwarfare.com.au for the best quality supplements on the planet. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off of all orders. If you're trying to get sexy for the summer, if you're just trying to flex on fools, visit supplementwarfare.com.au for the best supplements in the world. Use coupon code Kumite Radio at checkout to get 10% off and support the podcast. Join me right now on Kumite Radio is Derek Cruikshank. He'll be fighting on September 30th at Ryzen 13 versus Diego Brandau. What's going on, Derek? Not too, uh, not too much. Just got to practice and uh, ready to eat some dinner. All right. Well, I won't be too long then. You have three straight KO finishes. Your last fight at Ryzen 11 versus Tom Santos. I believe arguably your most devastating performance for the promotion. Do you agree with that notion? You know what? I, I feel like, I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I'm just getting better with age. And, uh, you know, I'm starting to relax more and get my range and, and just feel guys out and then go to town. So, yeah, uh, I'm, like, I'm like wine, you know. <laughs> well, competing for Ryzen, the promotion, they don't really emphasize too much on championship belts. And you mentioned that you feel more relaxed. Does that dynamic allow you to be more free in the ring? A hundred percent. You know, if you're all tense, you, you know, you're constantly worried about other things and, and what they're doing. You just, you wear yourself out. And, uh, you know, like if you're, if you're so tense, you're not as fast and you just get tired so fast. So, um, I've been pretty relaxed and comfortable. I've been running a lot, uh, grappling, wrestling, you know, always striking. And I, I just feel ready for this fight. Since your UFC tenure, you have went five and two. What are the biggest differences you see in yourself as a fighter? Since the UFC? Yes. Well, uh, you know, I really feel like mentally, I, it's my dog. I, uh, I know that I fought like at the highest promotion against the best guys in the world. And I really, uh, I really think that I bring that that also to Ryzen, like I am one of the best guys in the world. And uh, so my confidence is always growing. You know, you can get cracked and you can, uh, you know, fall on your face, but uh, it, it doesn't happen often with me. Is it better for you to be fighting on the other side of the world? Because when you were fighting in the UFC, there's a lot of promotion, a lot of hype, and a lot of guys that you're fighting, you know, you've seen their fights. Is it better for you to not really know much about your opponent? You know what? I, I really – I rarely ever study my guys. Uh, so, like, the difference between the UFC and, 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 uh, and Ryzen, you know, it's not much difference for me because I watch guys' fights a little bit before I say yes, and then I have all my coaches – and uh, and my teammates watch them so they can mimic and stuff like that. But uh, like I'm not a I'm not so into watching guys and studying and studying and studying because you know what? If you do that, you always put them on a pedestal, and uh, and you mentally like, oh man, he's so good at this. And you know what? Uh, it's always different when they're standing right in front of me uh, if they can wrestle or grapple or strike because I really feel like there's not a whole lot of guys out there that fight like I do that move like I do, and it's really hard for them to mimic, to have their teammates mimic me because I'm just, I'm different. So 
Yeah. You are different. And a guy that comes to mind, a young guy that's coming up right now is uh, MVP, Michael Venom Page. When you watch him fight, what, do you, what is your assessment of him? I, I think he's young and he is athletic. Um, but I, I feel like I was really wild when I was younger, mm-hmm. like at his age, because, you know, you, you feel like you're invincible. And that's kind of like I used to fly through the air and run across the, the cage and, you know, try to do like smoke people and stuff. But, um, you know, now I, I'm like that old bull and there's a time and a place to do that. And I'm, you know, so I feel like I've really became my own and and uh, learned from all my mistakes and and now you're getting the best of me your next opponent Diego Brandau you guys competed on the same card a few months back what did you think about his performance against Kitaoka uh it was a good performance you know he he did he wasn't afraid of uh of uh of what's names um like grappling or anything like that I mean Diego is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu black belt. Uh, he's been doing it forever. So um, that's really where I see him trying to take the, the fight. I see him trying to take me down. And, and uh, I mean, he'll, he'll do his thing on his feet. He'll chuck bombs. And, and, and uh, I think he'll get frustrated when he can't hit me. And, and then he's going to be looking to, to shoot. So um, his fight, his last fight was, 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 uh, was a good fight for him. But – I'm, I'm not that, that opponent. Um, I feel like I'm a lot more dangerous, um, in different areas. So we'll see. While you were there together during fight week, did you have any interactions with Diego? Actually? Yeah. I mean, we rode on the bus, uh, on the bus back from the hotel and, uh, he, he was cool. He wasn't like, um, you know, he was like real respectful, not like a dickhead or anything. So nothing bad to say about him. I mean, now I'm fighting him, but, uh, you know, actually, the funny thing is, as we're driving back from from the arena to the hotel, Cody looked at me and was like, "Hey, you're probably gonna fight him next," and uh, and it's happening. <laughs> What's the biggest difference fighting for Ryzen when you're fighting a Japanese fighter compared to fighting another international fighter? Well, definitely, you know, the the you know, when you come into a, a different country and you're fighting one of the countrymen, yeah, I mean you can't expect anything other than, you know, they want you to lose. So it is kind of nice that, uh, that I'm coming in and I feel like I have a bigger fan base there. Uh, so as the international fighter that we're, we're both international fighters, I actually have the bigger fan base there. So that's, um, that's, that's awesome. You both are similar in height. You're a little bit taller, but you have a eight inch reach advantage over Diego. How much of a factor will this play you know, in this fight with the type of arsenal you possess. I didn't, I didn't even know that. Eight inches? Yeah. And that's a lot. That's a <laughs> lot. That's not even including my feet. My feet are real long. That's what I'm uh, saying. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, like I said, I, you know, I'm going to basically play the outside game. He's going to try to push into me, throw his haymakers like he does on a lot of people. And uh, unfortunately, um, I'm not going to be there for him to hit me. I'm going to get out, get in, crack him, get out, get back in, crack him, wait for a shot, hit him on the, on the inside. I don't think his wrestling is as good as mine. Um, I am an All-American. I took a, you know, All-American status is top 10 in the country in college. Uh, I took second uh, my sophomore year. 
So I, I, I don't really see his gra- or his, uh, his wrestling or the ability to get me on the ground uh, going to be so effective. But you never know, and I'm prepared for whatever he can bring to me. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people forget your wrestling credentials since you are so deadly on the feet. Yeah, well, uh, those credentials are what gives me the ability to keep it on my feet and crack people. Diego, Diego, right, has been around for a while. So there's a lot of footage on him, you know, inside and outside the cage. He's kind of a peculiar character. What do you believe is his biggest flaw? He gets emotional. He gets emotional in fights. And I feel like, you know, he probably gets emotional um, in his just general life. Uh, I'm not sure the, the story or whatever, but I feel like somebody told me that he, like, pistol whipped somebody or something at a bar. Um, I'm not sure what happened. I, I wasn't there. So, like, but I, I, I see that as being aggressive and uh, not being able to control his temper. Um, and that's ultimately going to get you in trouble, just like it, it got you in trouble in regular life. Uh, Diego, he's a featherweight, right? And he moved up to lightweight since being cut by the UFC, but he has fought many of the top guys in the world. What does a win over him do for your career moving forward? Oh, it's it's a great name to uh, to take out, uh, and I'm and I'm rolling. I got the I got the the snowball effect. I'm I'm, I'm winning. I'm knocking dudes out. I'm finishing fights. So, you know, this is going to be a lot of uh, leeway after I knock him out. You do have setbacks against Yusuke Yachi and Satoru Kitaoka. Do rematches with these popular Japanese fighters interest you? Uh, I could, I could rematch him. Um, maybe towards the end of the world, uh, end, end of uh, end of the uh, the year. But um, you know what? I'll tell you what. Anytime I've ever rematched somebody in wrestling, I always beat him. <laughs> You mentioned that, you know, in another interview that you will be a free agent by the end of the year. Do promotions like the UFC and Bellator interest you more being a free agent? Uh, you know what? It's, that's, you know, I really don't know what to say about that. I mean, when it comes, it comes at the end of the year. But, you know, I'm not, uh, right now I'm still committed to Ryzen. And they, like I said, they treat me well. They, uh, you know, they've been putting me on, on shows, so that's always good. Um, and they're becoming a bigger promotion. So we'll see what happens in, you know, towards the end of the year in December. And, if, you know, if we can come to terms to something sweet and I'm still kicking ass, um, it'd be really good for me. I do, uh, I do, you know, I do appreciate everything they've done to me or done for me. But, um, you know, I got to go to the, the biggest, the biggest money. You got it. You're a prize fighter. No doubt. Yeah, exactly. All right, one more thing before I let you go. Nowadays, fighters are involved in other ventures inside and outside of MMA. Do you have anything going on you would want to promote? Well, I mean, I own Michigan Top Team, the the gym that I train at, and we've been open for five years. Um, So I can always promote that, you know. Uh, I recently basically became a professional shooter. I started shooting at – uh, national matches. So, you know, not local matches, like big shooter shooters fly from all over the country to shoot these matches. And my first national match was about a month ago. And I took ninth 
out of uh, 250 pro shooters and 500 shooters total with the, with the amateur guys. So that's a pretty good showing for, um, for my first national match. So maybe when I retire from fighting, eventually I'll be shooting a lot. <laughs> so right now, currently, yes, you're holding and currently you are the, basically the Deion Sanders of MMA. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> all right uh it's always good talking to you darren uh september 30th rising 13 a big fight versus diego brandow uh thank you again and uh i'll see you at rising awesome thank you